Welcome to the Visegrad Inside podcast from Central Europe on Central Europe. Last Sunday, Maya Sandu won over incumbent President Igor Dodon in the second round of the Moldovan presidential election. Does this mean change for Moldova? And will a Sandu presidency mean an overall change in direction in terms of foreign policy, but perhaps also domestic politics? My name is Quincy Klut, I'm managing editor of Visegrad Insight, and I'm talking today with Denis Sunuza, who is a researcher at the Institut für Politikwissenschaft at the Justus Liebig University in Germany. And together we discuss Moldovan presidential election and possible scenarios for the next years. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, Denis. It's been a remarkable Sunday for Moldova with a runoff vote between Maya Sandu and incumbent president Igor Dodon. And uh, the result, which I think will please many Europeans, the fact that Maya Sandu has won more than 57% of the vote compared to Mr. Dodon's uh, 42%. To what extent uh, was this a surprising result also to you? And can you say a bit about how the um, how the voting process generally has been for the for the runoff vote, but also the last couple of weeks with the first round and introduce um, to listeners who don't know the protagonists. So who are Maya Sandu and Igor Dodon? The results of the elections uh, were uh, really surprising in sense uh, that the difference between the two candidates was uh, not expected. Um, the surveys uh, which were published before the elections and between the first round and the runoff showed about 1-2% difference, uh, not 8%. And therefore, um, it, it's very important. It's an important victory for, for Maya Sandu and her team. Uh, Maya Sandu is a pro-reform politician. She is a quite uh, young politician. She started her political career in 2015-16 during the uh, protests against the uh, stolen billion uh, from the banking system of, of the country. And uh, she was a, a former um, prime minister in 2019, right after the fall of the oligarchic regime uh, run by uh, by Vladimir Plahotniuk. But then she managed to stay in the office only for uh, five months uh, because uh, she uh, clashed with the socialists that uh, are the uh, pocket party of uh, Igor Dodon. Um, over the reform uh, of rule of law. So basically she decided to, in a way, to sacrifice her mandate as prime minister in order to push for a very inconvenient reform for those who represent the old system. And um, in in 2020, uh, she was uh, running her campaign against Igor Dodon on uh, allegations of uh, of corruption, uh, which uh, were which were linked to Igor Dodon, and uh, this uh, these cases of of corruption, which were illustrated in uh, in uh, detail by various uh, investigation investigations, uh, they showed not only um, uh, not only uh, problems related to the financial um, 
financial uh, situation of the of, of, of the socialist party and the fact that uh, that some money were uh, that this party used were coming from uh, um, unofficial uh, dubious sources but also his uh, the don's personal uh, relations with the with the highly corrupt uh, politicians like uh, Vladimir Plahotnyuk and and uh, all all these cases they they, they actually created a very negative uh, environment for for Igor Dodon but Dodon and Maya Sandu um, used all of that against against him and uh, the campaign was uh, uh, was therefore uh, successful for for Maya Sandu could you say something more about the first mandate of uh, Igor Dodon? So you touched upon the issue of corruption, but what was his uh, couple of years as president in the office generally characterized by? And can you say something more about uh, how the elections also were prepared? Uh, overall, were these free and fair elections? Did everybody have a chance both in Moldova and uh, abroad um, to vote? The legacy of Igor Dodon's presidency um, is quite specific. Um, since he took the office, he was uh, obviously sidelined both internally by the oligarchic regime uh, and abroad because of his uh, pro-Russian discourse. Uh, so being misunderstood or being misread by uh, by the um, Western capitals, Igor Dodon ended up to uh, to be considered uh, isolated um, from from foreign uh, from foreign partners, which is not quite true. Uh, he tried uh, to improve the relationship with with all capitals. But uh, the presidency office was very weakened uh, during uh, the uh, oligarchic regime, and therefore the Don uh, was very much keen to uh, find uh, support in Moscow. He is the one who actually uh, against the against the procedures of, that are uh, stipulated in the constitution uh, managed to bring Moldova as as observer country in the economic Eurasian Union. And for that, he had the support of, of, of the Kremlin. So therefore, Igor Dodon um, was kind of a controversial uh, president because uh, he is uh, remembered as uh, the one who talked to Erdogan and received his support to rebuild the presidency uh, building. Uh, then he was in very good uh, contact with, uh, with Orban and also um, promoted some uh, economic interest of, of the uh, of the economic agents that that are somehow connected to uh, to Orban. Um, so his relations were stronger with the, those countries that are either um, seen as illiberal or just pure autocracies. And that uh, that really uh, created a pejorative uh, impression about uh, Dodon. Uh, the campaign um, for the second uh, 
round was much more um, aggressive than for the first one. Uh, overall, um, the elections were were um, qualified as fair and competitive. But obviously, we have uh, seen a lot of of irregularities. So uh, most uh, most important, uh, the outstanding ones were related to uh, vote buying um, that involve citizens that reside in the Transnistrian region, as well as busing voters from uh, from from the same region. I think that these two uh, irregularities are the most uh, the most striking because uh, they were very much. Um, considered as potential uh, uh, ways to falsify the elections by the opposition and by Maya Sandu's team. So um, nevertheless, uh, the, uh, the outcome showed that uh, the voting uh, in, in the diaspora uh, somehow compensated all, uh, all these uh, suspicions that uh, that the voting within the country were not uh, perfect. Want to know more about Moldovan politics and its place within the Eastern Partnership Framework? Then read our special scenario-based report, Eastern European Futures, Scenarios for the Eastern Partnership 2030. You can find this and other special reports on our website, www.fisegradinsight.eu. In the meantime, Igor Dodon has already conceded uh, defeat. So let's turn towards the future and and I want to ask what uh, the first mandate of Maya Sandu is likely to be about. What type of uh, priorities and focus um, do you see uh, being present maybe and, and what would she put on the agenda? Um, next to this podcast, uh, there also is an article um, with analysis and possible scenarios for Sandu's presidency. So perhaps you could uh, highlight a couple of possible directions uh, Moldova could take in the next couple of years and explain as well to what extent um, uh, its president can weigh on foreign security policy, but to what extent um, San Sandu will also have an influence on domestic policy. First and foremost, we need to understand that Moldova is a parliamentary uh, republic uh, that signifies that the office of, of the president is rather symbolic. Um, but uh, a strong presidency, which is one of the scenarios that uh, actually could take place, uh, would mean that Maya Sandu is obtaining um, an important uh, representation in the parliament. Uh, this obviously should uh, should also uh, include uh, early elections so that she can can have her party and some other allies that she uh, trust and with whom they can uh, promote uh, very hard uh, reforms about uh, rule of law, about uh, other uh, issues that mean to dismantle the practices which were common for the old system. So for all of that, 
she as a president will need a strong uh, majority in the uh, in the parliament as well as a very uh, well structured and functioning uh, executive um Probably she is going to uh, to focus uh, to to focus on on vital issues in the first uh, several months of her uh, of her mandate because the country is in the is in the middle of of the pandemic. Uh, Moldova is one of the uh, worst hit countries in the region, and uh, this is not only about healthcare system but also about the economic uh, repercussion of, of the of the sanitary crisis. So uh, she will need to uh, to create this uh, uh, perception that she can be a problem solver, and then this uh, also requires to have good relations uh, with uh, with the parliament. So uh, uh, the second scenario would be to rely on the existing uh, on the existing parliament and work together with those. Uh, Political parties that are now representing uh, uh, the uh, the legislative body, but this is again uh, coming with uh, with a lot of complications because uh, high level uh, political uh, uh, corruption uh, is uh, spread in the parliament as well. Um, we had many cases of uh, bribe uh, MPs who left their. Uh, parties uh, with which they came into parliament and became some sort of uh, of uh, factions that were uh, that were supporting um, the interest of the uh, of the fugitive oligarch Vladimir Plahotniuk or other uh, other people with uh, with uh, dubious reputation so um a third scenario uh, would mean to be somewhere uh, stuck in the middle and um, to try uh, to balance between uh, between very uh, between very specific internal uh, situation where the power uh, the power is not is not influenced by by Maya Sandu. It's a kind of a balance of power um, in the domestic politics uh, with the with the expectations uh, to improve the situation as soon as early elections uh, happen and uh, the parliament is uh, restarted. But uh, in any case, on on the fo in the foreign policy, Maya Sandu could have more uh, positive res results unless uh, Russia is not deciding to uh, punish uh, Sandu for uh, for some discourses or actions that can be perceived as as uh, uh, risky for uh, for Moscow's interest in in Moldova. So um, it's it's very uh, it's a very complicated agenda that Maya Sandu should learn to navigate. But she will need. Uh, colleagues and partners uh, in uh, the parliament and the executive to survive. So all her mis mistakes as a, as a president will uh, reflect on the popularity of her party. So therefore, she is in a way obliged to do well, because otherwise she will uh, sink her, her party. Thanks, Denis, for unpacking um, the domestic situation uh, with regard to 
the presidency. And you've already highlighted as well that uh, foreign policy will be quite key. And I want to touch also upon the, the issue a bit of uh, Moldova's place in the region. So both uh, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen uh, has congratulated my Sandu, but also Russia has already congratulated uh, President-elect of Moldova. And uh, I also wanted to ask about um, how, how you see these dynamics uh, develop. Um, Moldova is, is part of the Eastern Partnership. It is interested uh, in closer association with the EU. At the same time, um, Russia is still uh, quite key in a number of uh, areas. This was also visible from the fact that uh, Maya Sandu was really making efforts and communicating in Russian to part of the population. How, how do we look forward um, towards uh, the next years of Eastern Partnership, um, Moldova's foreign policy? Does, will Maya Sandu have a very difficult balancing act to maintain? The foreign policy is, is definitely the area uh, where Maya Sandu should succeed because she could use uh, the success in, uh, in the foreign policy in order to ease the moments of, uh, of critical uh, uh, junctures uh, that she will face uh, in the domestic politics. But uh, probably she's, uh, she's interested in um, in reviving the uh, dialogue with uh, Romania and with Ukraine, uh, the countries uh, which uh, which are uh, very important for Moldova because they can help the country to diminish the dependence on on Russia in terms of energy, in terms of uh, of. Uh, markets, uh, for instance, Romania is one of the most important um, market for the Moldovan goods. And Ukraine right now is uh, capable to stock gas, uh, natural gas, and then to ship uh, back to, to Moldova. Um, in addition to that, uh, Romania has invested in a pipeline that uh, bring gas or can bring gas from uh, Romania to, uh, to Moldova. Uh, so the relations with with the neighbors are crucial, um, and the the importance of these relations is also linked to the uh, breakaway region and the settlement of, of the frozen conflict. She could uh, use the help of, of Ukraine to uh, cut off the smuggling which take place through the uh, Transnistrian region and also uh, help in general improve the, um, the conditions uh, at the cross border, uh, which somehow can also bring benefits for the population in the region. So. Uh, the most uh, the most uh, important um, dialogue should be with Bucharest and Kiev, but then the third um, focus will uh, be Brussels, and uh, the EU is uh, one of the biggest support of Maya Sandu. Um, the Eurocrats helped Maya Sandu. Um, gave her uh, the oxygen necessary uh, in 2009 
to uh, to fulfill the conditionality and uh, to obtain the financial support, uh, which was um, crucial to uh, solve a lot of issues because Moldova is usually running um, a budget deficit and therefore the external support uh, is an important share to cover the uh, the deficit. And um, apart from that, the relationship with with Moscow will be uh, will be will be complicated. But this will not be because specifically because Maya Sandu would like that. It's more most probably that Russia will decide if. Uh, by harming um, the dialogue with Kishinev, uh, it can help uh, the op- the opponents of of Maya Sandu to uh, to improve their political positions. Especially, this can happen uh, in case of early elections, when every movement um, of Maya Sandu uh, could cost her party important uh, percentage uh, and seats in the parliament. So, therefore. Um, the, the foreign policy can uh, bring uh, both uh, success and benefits, but also troubles, especially if this uh, is related to, uh, to the eastern uh, neighbor, uh, meaning Russia. Denis, I want to thank you again for joining us on the podcast to discuss Moldovan presidential election. I just want to recommend our listeners also to take a look at your written analysis for Visegrad Insight on this election and the victory of Maya Sandu. There will be a link uh, available in the description to this podcast and you can also find it on our website. Thank you for this opportunity to talk with you and with your audience about the events in Moldova. And that's all for now. Subscribe to our podcast, our weekly newsletter and daily Twitter feed for insights on Central Europe from Central Europe.